everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hustle Podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. We do have a request though, before we get started, if you have found our content to be entertaining or helpful, would you consider leaving us a review on iTunes? Those five-star reviews really help to make sure that our content gets out there and that our show continues to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Parasol Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 357, a themed episode. Yeah, 357 episodes in. And our themed episodes are where we get a chance to talk about a specific topic. It's a themed episode. Uh, Every other week, we do an update episode where we're talking about the um, kind of what's going on in our lives reselling wise, what we're selling, what we're picking up, kind of the random stories of being at the garage sales, being at the bins, being at thrift stores, all the crazy stuff that comes up. Uh, and then we also have our Monday mini. So if you're listening to this right now, most of our, our audience is podcast only. So if you're listening right now and you haven't checked us out on YouTube, come on over right now to YouTube, hit the like and subscribe because you're missing a lot of content. We have content that comes out every Monday, shorter episodes, uh, and then we do some other stuff occasionally on YouTube as well. So uh, yeah, make sure to come over and subscribe. But today we're going to be talking about Oh, the things it's like eBay should do these things. People have been saying these things forever. Some of these things like, you know, it'd be nice. But, you know, there's some things where it's like, come on, eBay. Come on. It cracks can we, me. Can up, we do this? It cracks me up the way you framed it because I wasn't trying to frame it like that. I wanted it. I caught, I titled it eBay wishlist, like in the sense of this can be a very much like complain episode, the entire episode. So I wanted to keep it positive, like, hey, eBay, you know, this really would help us out. Not in like, oh, eBay, can't you just take care of things? Okay, so we're not going to do like the, so we're not going to harp for 45 no, minutes on the instant payment even though, on even offers. Even though that would probably would get us more views. If we just said like, if we just titled this Reasons We Hate eBay, I'm sure we, it'd be like our highest viewed episode ever. Okay, so so let's re let's restart that opening here. So what we're doing here, this is like our Santa Claus wish list to eBay. There like, you go. dear eBay, it would be great if you could bring us and then like, here's the things there that we go. want. So yeah, there yeah, yeah let's do it that way. Um, so... Yeah, what's the uh, what's the first one here? What is what is it you think would be good for us to to have or see eBay to to include? Before I talk about that, I, I don't I don't also one more caveat here is I, I don't want to throw in things that are probably never gonna happen, right? I don't want to say end promoted listings. Like we know that's never gonna happen, right? If if we say, you know, we would love uh zero fees, that's never gonna happen. Okay. So I'm talking about things that I think in reality can happen, uh, that I, I believe it would both help eBay and us. And uh we know eBay listens to our podcast. So hopefully you're listening and and you know some of these ideas maybe resonate. You know, you're always welcome to. We haven't been on the eBay for business podcast in a long time. And I know true. maybe it's because we haven't been the kindest, but 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 we highlight eBay a lot, a ton. I love eBay. By the way, eBay opens coming up. So if you haven't signed up, make sure to sign up. Uh we'll see you guys well virtually there. Virtually there. So yeah. All right. So the first thing I I the reason this very first thing came up is the other day, I'm gonna share a story here. I ended up, you know, you know me, I always have like random boxes of of stuff I've never listed, right? And so I went in the garage because I really I had a whole pile of clothing and I'm like, I don't want to list this, these clothing. Like it's just gonna be a pain. It's hot. I don't want to deal with it. I go in and there was like this little basket full of vintage pins, like like uh presidential campaigns movements from the 60s and 70s it was really cool it was really cool 
And so, you know, I, I get these pins and I start doing my my research because, you know, most of the time pins aren't worth very much. But sometimes if you get a vintage one that people really want, like they can go for hundreds of dollars. And so I went through them and I did my research on eBay. And then I thought, you know what? I should check WorthPoint. So I checked WorthPoint. And on one of them, luckily I checked on WorthPoint because I was going to list it for like a hundred bucks, but it sold for like two to three hundred dollars. And there were none listed. And so now I know to list that higher. But there was one that for whatever reason I forgot to check on WorthPoint. And I checked on eBay. There's no comp. So I'm like, uh, this is probably not too popular. So it was a, it was an anti-Vietnam war. Like it was a peace thing, 1969 with the dove and everything. So I listed on eBay for 64 bucks plus shipping. I'm like, eh, maybe I'll get something. Within two hours, it sold automatically at 50% off for 32 bucks. I'm like, oh no. You know how it is. Like when something sells instantly and I listed this at one in the morning and it sold at like two 30 in the morning. Okay, so that means either it was somebody on the East Coast getting up in the morning or somebody's alert came off. And I'm like, wait a second, this is not good. And so sure enough, I go on WorthPoint. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't search this on WorthPoint. And there's been two that have sold in the last decade. One sold in like 2013 for 52 bucks plus ship and one sold in 2021 for two hundred and fifty two dollars plus ship. And and maybe I wouldn't get the 252. Maybe I'll get somewhere in the middle. But I'm like, oh, wouldn't it have been nice if I could just go on eBay and just get this information? Like, wh- why, why, why do I have to go to a third party? Right? Why do I have to remember to go to a third party? Why do I have to pay? You know, I, and I appreciate WorthPoint. I love WorthPoint. But why do I have to pay $26? They're no. taking eBay's information to create their site. And so... I was like, this is, I, I'm not sure why eBay can't do this, right? They already, Terapeak already does two years back. Why can't eBay just go back? Let's say just 2010, just go back to 2010, right? Somehow WorthPoint's able to do that. WorthPoint must have some kind of, of, of back access to eBay's data, or maybe, yeah. maybe they bought it or something. I don't know, but th- there has to be that. And then I'll add one more and then I'll, I'll stop talking. And we talked about this. We even brought this up in 2019 at eBay. We were talking with the good old days of Harry Temkin, who's not there anymore. He was a good guy. He would listen. I, I, I do miss I do miss some of the old people. I mean, even the one-on-one we had with Devin Wenig, like that was kind of cool. Like there's been, there hasn't been any opportunity like that in the last four or five years. But anyways, we had brought up how nice it would be just to integrate therapy with the eBay app. Like, why do we have to go out of eBay and go to the website? Why do I have to have a little, you know, uh, link in my phone to go to therapy? Why can't I automatically just search and just, if I don't want to do 90 days, I could do 30 days or I could put two years, or I could put 10 years. Anyways, just my thoughts. What, what are you going to say here, Mike? Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it is it's, it's so cumbersome uh, to get that information. And maybe part of it is because... 99% of the time, most sellers aren't even using Terapeak and that kind of information. So the cost and the, the 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 amount of extra bandwidth it would take for them to be able to include that, I think it comes at a cost. Like in the sense of if, for instance, if I wanted, and I think this is where the compromise would have to come with something like that. If I wanted to see 
um, the Terapeak data instead of just the data that comes like naturally, like the however much time they give you. I wanted to see longer, two two years worth, or if they were going to include a decade's worth, like you mentioned, then I think it should be an option that you click because it's going to slow down the app. Like the app is going to have to process a lot more information, the connection, the data that's being hmm. sent over the network is going to take longer. So I think that what they're looking for is like speed and ease of use, right? Like if majority of their users would rather just have a faster, faster experience than to like get 10 years worth of data that they're probably not going to look at. So there should be just like an easy thing that when you click search, you can like, change the setting you know how like we can lock the uh the the, the sold sold right there should be something where you have that as an option your filter is like the go way back or something like that right where you can see like a longer period of time and then you could lock that if you want just knowing that when that feature is locked it's going to take maybe an extra five seconds for it to load up the data or 10 seconds to load up the data but if you're looking for that and you want to use that then it's worth it for you um and then the average user wouldn't have to. So that would be like my, I mean, I, I'm not an IT guy. I can't like yeah. design the program, but I think it would be a compromise. Like I'd be okay to get that feature. I'd be okay with having to wait a little bit longer for my search results when I, if I could select that or not. I, but I, I would imagine that's probably why they haven't um, and th why they don't include that information. Because the more data they offer to, to us, the end user, the, the slower the process is going to take. So I, I think they're counter, trying to make it speed. My counter to that, though, is I go to WorthPoint, it does, it's not any slower. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I wonder if I just use WorthPoint for my comps. I mean, it depends. WorthPoint doesn't have everything that eBay sells. But it, it's it's actually, I would argue at times, WorthPoint's even faster. And WorthPoint, by the way, if you're watching us, you can sponsor us. You, you know, it'd be awesome. So let us know. Uh, I'm a big supporter of WorthPoint lately. They're doing a good job. But maybe maybe they could offer it like it's a tier thing. Like if you have, you know, a premium store, right? It's one of the perks that you get, right? If Or you get an angle, whatever, whatever it is. I just think it, it would go a long way. I think it would, especially in this time right now where, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, FeeBay and, and promoted listings and something. They could just add something. You know, it's like the pizza party at lunch. No one gets a raise, but at least you got the pizza party. <laughs> I'm just joking. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like it's like something that they get people, you know, going, all right, hey, eBay's looking out for, for the sellers, especially the secondary sellers. You yeah. know, so anyways, that was my two cents. I I thought it'd be nice. Uh I do I am grateful that therapy is there. It goes back two years. I think they've made great strides with that. I just want to see it go, you know, all the way, all the way. That's good. Um, all right. Our next one that's on the list, and I think this would be uh, this would be extremely helpful, is allowing us as the sellers and maybe even the buyers, it would work, I think, both ways, but allowing the ability to send an offer with free or reduced shipping. So there's already platforms that do this, like Poshmark does this. Um, and it, it's kind of a cool system in the sense of how many times, Orlando, I mean, I mean, you sell way more than I do. So I'm sure it's all the time. But where you get people who say something like, um, can I get it this at this price with free shipping? And then oh, you either the have to create a new listing in order to show them that free shipping or explain in a message. Well, I can bring it down to this price, which kind of covers the cost of shipping or, and then it's just, if you could just make it where, yeah, $25 free shipping as opposed to, well, the shipping is 1399. So I'll lower it to this amount. So it ends up being 20. It's just a hassle, right? So it'd be great if you can just, send an offer where you had the flexibility of adjusting the shipping on that, or even allow um, 
the buyers to do the same on an offer because there's been a lot of times where I get an offer from somebody and mm-hmm. in their message and sometimes yeah. you, you don't catch it where they have like free shipping and like it's like a decent offer you know the item costs forty dollars and they sent you a thirty five dollar offer and you're like sweet but you didn't realize they put free shipping as like a message in there and so then you have to let them know like well I can't do free shipping and then it's just it, if they had the ability to say like this is what I want it with free shipping then it, it just it's a, it relieves a ton of stress and, and just extra work on our part of having to adjust either the listing completely or um, adjust the offer. Because that's the other thing too, is I don't always want to adjust my listing because then if they don't buy it and then you got to go back and read. So yeah, it'd be great if you could just had that feature available on the offers that you send. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's it. I don't think it would be much more you know, like on Poshmark, whenever I send an offer, I get the ability to choose free shipping or it'll tell me like, can you do 25% off shipping or whatever it is? Like the, the, it just should be manageable. Right. I, and the, I want to add, I'm going to add something to this on the app. Have you ever done the, where you send the offers, but then you have to go to another screen to make sure it adds it automatically from this point forward, you know? So you're going like two to three screens to get things done. Like it yeah. should be all in one screen. Right. This is something I remember when I was developing a website for the school I was working at uh, was I would always say, hey, you know, there should be it should be one click. Like you shouldn't have to do two or three clicks because by the second or third, people aren't going to click anymore. They're just done looking for things. And on my end, was that? Yeah. Fewer clicks, the better. Yeah. And so I don't know. I I just yeah, I got to tell you when they (laughs) the worst is when they send you and they say free shipping and you just accept it. Right. Because you don't even read the message. You're like, oh, it's a great dollar amount. Then you get the message is like, hey, I wanted free shipping. Right. So then you have to either refund the amount or you have to cancel and redo the listing. Like there's just too many hoops to jump through when it should just be an easy here's free shipping or here's redo or maybe even you can add like I can I can do ground shipping instead of expedited shipping at that price right that would be another nice option where you know you could say hey I don't mind cutting down if you're good with ground shipping because I've had people contact me too where like hey I don't mind you know if you ship it the slowest rate you know I'm not in a hurry to get it I just wonder if I can get it this dollar amount and that's nice because then I could go, all right, instead of sending a priority, which would be, let's say, 13 bucks, I can send it ground, UPS, USPS ground for six bucks, and I could just adjust it right there. So I think that would be very nice. Yeah. Flexibility. Now, before, before we want, hey, if you haven't yet checked out something that is uh, working well and definitely uh, has been easy to use, my reseller genie. Uh, I, I'm at the place right now where I'm trying to put together my my taxes because uh, I'm filing late, but it's been beautiful because my reseller genie, I know all my information's there from 2022 and all I have to do is go in there and do a few tweaks and it's going to give me a great PL report. It's going to allow me to put my other expenses in there. So if you haven't checked that out yet, you haven't done you know, any kind of bookkeeping and you can't stand Excel spreadsheets, check out my reseller genie for 15% off the first month. Use our code pure hustle, all caps, and you'll get 15% off that first month. Again, use our code pure hustle, all caps and my reseller genie. You can go to the link below for that. Yeah. All right. So this next one now, I, you know, do me a favor. Are you able to right now? Can you, can you check your 90 day total on your phone? I'm not asking you to share it, but can you check your 90 day total on your phone and check your 90 day total on seller hub and tell me me, if there's the same. All right. Let me do that while you're, uh, while you talk about this one. Okay. I'll tell you if it's the same or not. So 
my 90 day total on my phone and my 90 day total on seller hub are thousands of dollars apart. Wow. And, and I don't even know how that's possible. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't have a setting. Let me know in the comments if my, if I haven't said something right, maybe that's it, but it really is off. And this is one of the reasons I'm not a fan of people flexing their 90 day totals because I know I'm not the only one. I know a lot of sellers that they're like, this is how much it says, but that's not really where I'm at right now. And so you go to seller hub. And so I'm like, why, why can't these two be synced? It should be the same, right? It should be the same, but it's not. And Mike, when you're looking, I'm talking about when you go to seller hub and it has that graph of how you're doing over the month. You know, yeah, just, so it shows the chart. Does it show last seven, 31, and 90 days? Yeah, yeah that, that one, graph? yeah. Yeah, so, yeah th those numbers are not the same for sure. Yeah, so why is that? Somebody in the comments okay. let us know. Okay, okay, I think I think it could be. I'm trying to do the math here. I think it look. could be if you add the 7, the 31, and the 90, because it breaks it down like, it's almost like, a, oh, no, that's not right. Because the set, yeah, no. I don't know. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, okay. Maybe it's the date, the time frame. So like mine for this says July 5th to August 4th. I wonder if like the 90 day total, like the days are, let's see. I don't know. <laughs> that is weird. I've never like, I mean, I don't go to seller hub enough. I mean, I'm using my phone, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it just does make it like, is one of these wrong? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, that's what I mean. And so, to me, it's a simple fix, right? Yeah. It's it. All you have to do is sync and give us the information. And the other thing, which is interesting, is and we've talked about this before. So yesterday, I sold the bomber jacket for hundred dollars plus shipping. So automatically, it went in my ninety day total. Mm. Buyer and this before the buyer paid already. It was already on there. Then the buyer messaged me and said, "Hey, I thought this was free shipping. Uh, I can't afford more than a hundred. Please cancel." So I canceled it. What happened to my 90 total? It stayed the same. It was still there. So I wonder how many items over the 90 days are canceled items that are still there. You know what I mean? It's not an accurate number. And so to me, that's a, li a little concerning. And I know, I know you, we can do some more clicks, right? We can go to store performance. We can go to the, we can go to this report and that report, but I don't want to. Yeah. Just if the information's there, just make it accurate. It's right there. Why, why, why jump? Why make sellers jump through more hoops? Yep. You know. So, anyways, anybody else has has a solution to this? Let us know in the comments. All right, that was a real easy one. Yeah. So any anything you want to add to that one? No, I think that I think that's good. And maybe maybe there's something we're missing here. I've, I've spend a little bit more time looking at the seller hub. There might be something why, but yeah, I mean, just intuitively, like if I'm looking, if I go on to the seller hub, I'm gonna think my 90 day total. Is yours less on the seller hub than it is on your phone? Yes. So, yeah. So I wonder, it could just be data, like maybe it doesn't refresh as often. I'm not sure. So, um, and we've also brought up the fact that it includes shipping too. Oh, and it includes right. taxes. Right, right. Right. So it's even then, it's not a real total, yeah. right? You really, and again, yes, I know we can click and we can click and we can find the report. But, but why? I mean, is it, is it maybe. Is it to motivate us that like, yeah. hey, we're actually making this much money, but we're not? You oh, know? yeah. Like, That's like, definitely like part I, of it. I, you know, because I've mentioned before, there's some resellers we know that they sell big items all the time, mm -hmm. right? So they charge maybe $100 per item that they ship. Like their 90-day totals are crazy. But the reality is maybe a third of their 90-day total is just shipping, right? So it means absolutely nothing. 
right? So it'd be nice. I mean, maybe add little boxes, right? In this total, include shipping, include taxes. And if you don't, you can click on those boxes so the check mark goes away and it gives you a good net profit right there. You know, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. All right, I'm done. That's good. Um, all right, so this next one, I think this is pretty good. Um, it should be an easy thing for them to do, and I, I see maybe why they don't. But we set policies, right, um, whether you have free returns or buyer pays returns, but, but typically you've got this 30-day period, right? So the buyer has 30 days, they can return an item, but it's like not a hard and fast thing. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if a if a customer gets something, let's say they get it, it's they've had it now two, three weeks, it's getting close to the end of that 30 days. Next thing you know, they open up a case, they want to return it for some reason. You know, they, they wore it to the event they were wanting to wear it to, and now they want to return it. Um, which a lot of times I feel like those late returns are things like that. So they start the return, and one of the nice things with, with doing a return like that is sometimes they don't return it, sometimes they do, but you don't have that 30 day from the time the item arrived as like a hard and fast rule that you know, hey, they received this item on the first of the month, so by the 30th of the month, if they have not sent it back, it's case closed. They can't they can't send it back for a refund anymore. No, instead, they could have a couple days left. They start the refund and that time can get extended. Or if they were to call eBay, eBay could say, like, OK, now they have two weeks to return the item before, like, you can close the case. And 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 I've, I've experienced where it's like those numbers. It's like it's like the Wild West. It's like who knows what eBay is going to do, how they're going to be cited with it, um, as opposed to you just being able to say, nope, we're past the 30 day mark now. Uh, if they open up the case at any point prior to that 30 days, um, it, they get like extended time. So it's like, it's not, it's not a hard and fast rule. So for us, it's like, we don't know. We don't know, Hey, am I ready to close this out yet? Or they might still send it back. What if they don't? And at a certain point, it's like your money is just being tied up. Your time is being tied up on the item. It would just be as simple to know like, Hey, eBay's policy is to support us with the 30 day return. By the time the item arrives, maybe start it then. Cause it's not fair for them to have to, you know, if it took a week for it to arrive, but once the item gets to them, it's been confirmed that it's, it's been delivered. It should be 30 days is the amount of time they have to return it after that. Sorry, too bad. So sad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's simple. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I can't, it's, it's, it's just interesting to me. Like sometimes I'll have people wait until day 28 and then they'll open the return and I call even I'm like, hey, you know, can we close this? They're like, well, they opened it. We should give them another seven, 14, seven days, sometimes the four. And it depends who you talk to, too. Like there's no consistency. So it'd be it just it would be nice. It would be nice. You know, and, you know, I know eBay, I'm sure at one point will encourage us to do 60 day returns. Right. And so if that's the case, then let's stick to the 60 days. Let's let's keep lifetime guarantee lifetime guarantee. So. Right, hey, I want to apologize to people if they heard me coughing. I didn't know if I stopped recording on our StreamYard that it's still recording on our other app, right? Is that correct? You 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 muted it on StreamYard? Yeah. But you you had it going on uh on our <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the 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 coughing will be there for sure. Okay. All right. My apologies. Unless I'll tell, tell you the time unless we yeah, can do tell me, with that. Tell me when 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 did you cough? I'll try and get it out. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you after. I'll tell you All after. Right. All right. I just thought that's I was a behind being, the scenes pure podcast right I there. I just thought it was hilarious because I thought I was slick. I hit the mute and I just just you know cleared my throat and then I'm like, wait, hit the happened. mute. Anyways, and you're like, what is Mike talking about? That guy doesn't. Oh no, I know, I I'm know. It's recording. a good thing because I could, yeah, I could be blankety blank Mike, which I wouldn't do anyways. <laughs> what, what if that happened? And I'm all like, oh, things are all good. And next, you know, you drop this episode. 
And no longer are we pure hustle podcast after that yeah. point. Yep. That that would be hilarious. So okay. Uh good times. All right. Hey, where's hey, at least since your move, like I would say you've done a great job of keeping the quality of the recording there. So thank you. you. Know, thank you. We're working uh, on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. So all right. Hey, so this next one, I we I think we've discussed this multiple times, but I always love it when you know, it's a good day. I'm, you know, I'm joined. You know, I, I, I went and I played. I went. I don't play the lotto, but you know what I mean. Like everything's going for you. You know, like, you know, the parking space you needed at the store is available. You know, you've had a great day of sales. You know, your kids come home. They're like, "Hey, I aced both of my tests." And then you go on the eBay app, and you're like, "Wait a second, why is this red thing here on my feedback?" And it's a negative feedback, and it's not even anything it's just somebody goes didn't work and you're like what like you couldn't message me you couldn't let me know you couldn't open a return you couldn't do anything and so you're like now i have to deal with this so you you can go to seller help which seller help is kind of interesting the ebay seller help page i don't know if the ai operates it i don't know who operates that page but when i put request whatever sometimes they'll take care of it and sometimes it goes into the nether. Like, I don't know what happens to it. Like, I never get an email. I never get a response. And so I either go to eBay for business on Facebook and message them. But most of the time I will call. And then you have to call. You have to go, hey, this person never reached out to me. I This last time I actually had somebody that just said didn't work. It was a little Thomas the Train thing, which needed a battery. And so I messaged. I'm like, hey, did you all put a battery in that thing? And they never got back to me. So I have to call eBay and and I have to explain to them everything. And they're like, oh, and they removed it. But wouldn't it have been nice if when they were leaving that negative feedback, if I was alerted before it was put in and just said, hey, by the way, you know, there's a pending negative feedback. Try to resolve things with the buyer, message the buyer, see if they want to return or just something like that. Right. That I think that would save eBay time. Right. Because no one's having to answer the phone. There's nobody on seller help having to, you know, deal with things, the AI or whoever's taking care of things, you know, and in the end, you can maybe resolve it. And that negative feedback never shows up. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, it's always a good idea to be able to resolve it with uh, with with us first. Right. You know, I mean, it it definitely. Yeah. How many times it's like a simple thing. It's like an apology or it's a, Hey, let me refund or something like that. And so it's, it's fixed. Um, I feel like, I feel like I have seen that before where they try and is that just us talking or have I, have I heard people say that, 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 because I, I don't buy a lot on eBay or when I do buy on eBay, I don't, I've never asked for a refund, but I kind of feel like, don't they already do that where they say like, please contact the seller first. Or is that something yeah, they that make, just, they make, they make people wait three days. Okay. And then they give them the option of contacting you if okay. like something's not working. But so, so you're I, wanting I, like it not just I'm be an saying, option, you want it to be absolutely required. Well, not required, just an alert that a seller gets. Hey, there's okay. a pending potential negative feedback. You know, it would be great for you to contact, you know, just say, Hey, how's everything going with whatever? Just so you can just resolve it with with the buyer. Yeah. Instead of you know, so yeah, eBay does have something in place. It just, you know, I would yeah. say in this last year, 50% of my negative feedbacks that had to get removed 
there were just something that I had to resolve, but they never reached out. They just yeah. left a negative feedback. Yeah, like it could be... I mean, because they give the three days on the front end. So what if there's three days on the back end too? So where it just kind of like goes into like a limbo. Once they leave it, then it doesn't post until three days. And in that time, you've got time to like resolve it, right? And they can remove it. Um, that would be nice, right? Because then same thing, right? Like the whole idea of having them wait three days before they leave a negative feedback is to prevent that like, you know, how many times just in life, like just sleeping on something, you feel better, right? Like if you just responded mm -hmm. when you're angry and then you're like, okay, it's not a big deal. <laughs> so that three days like actually does probably help reduce a lot of the negative feedback. But even still, like maybe at that point, somebody gives the negative feedback. It's not officially, it hasn't hit your account yet. And then you have the time to resolve it. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah, I can't imagine so, that hurting anybody. I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, and again, it, I don't know all the ramifications of it, but it's eBay is always every time you call, right? The first question you get when you're trying to remove a defect is, did you attempt to resolve things with, with the buyer? Every, every time, every time. So, all, all right. right hey, uh, before we move on to our uh, hustle of the week, uh, if you haven't been following us yet on social media, we are Pure Hustle Podcast on all social media, except on X, <laughs> we are Pure Hustle Cast. Uh, it's kind of weird saying that. So yeah, it's anyways. still Twitter. No, but it's, it's still Twitter X, to me. Is it, the question is, what is it when you tweet now? You yeah. know, did you X something out? <laughs> it, does, it, does, it, does, it doesn't make sense. Uh, you can always give us a call 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or you could, uh, you know, shoot us an email at purosopodcast at gmail.com. Purosopodcast at gmail.com. We try to be do our best to get back to you. But if you shoot us an email, uh, you know, we'll eventually we'll, we'll get to it. Some days it's like next day. Like I see it. I answer it. Some days, you know, I'm busy, you know, a few days of, of work and I'm not able to get to it. So uh, you can always email us. Thank you to all of you that listen to us on the podcast and also on youtube so if you haven't come over to youtube yet and you've been on the podcast this whole time come check us out you know there's our monday mini sales there are also random episodes that we drop hit that subscribe button smash that like button and hit that bell notification and as always we're thankful to everyone here that always you know goes over to not always you can only do it once but who have gone over uh to itunes and left us a review it really helps us out, especially if you go over leave that five stars and then uh, leave, you know, why you enjoy the podcast. I think that helps a lot of people because then people can see, okay, this is why I want to listen to this podcast. So, hey, just wanted to share uh, three of the most recent uh, on there. So we haven't had, I shouldn't invite negative ones. But we haven't had any negative ones. So I want to get that 5.0. So uh, this comes from Ashui is the way it pronounced. Ashui, A-S-H-R-W-I. Besides helpful, these guys and guests are fun and entertaining to listen to. Well, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, this comes from uh, Paint Jing Lady. Uh, it's a painting lady with an I, a J instead of an I. Says, These guys know their stuff. I've been reselling in a few years. And I still learn things from them. They are honest, stay on point, explore topics that resonate with reselling. Appreciate that. Especially, I love hearing from people that have been reselling for a while. Uh, because you know, sometimes I just wonder, you know, do people still get stuff out of it? I'm always learning. Doesn't matter how long I've been reselling, I'm always learning. And this last one comes from Callan AHRB says, very informative. I appreciate the overall positive outlook of the show. I always love it when people say we're positive because we always get people that say we're negative, right? And I've picked up some good tips. I also like that they stick to the topic and skip the inane uh chit chat and banter that some of other shows make things unbearable so i appreciate that. 
uh we we do try to stay on point we do try to stay on point uh yeah we we have gone down rabbit trail sometimes but it's very it's very rare it's very rare so all right uh i think i think that's everything thank you to all of you that support us on itunes all right are you ready to talk about some major scores here yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put the hustle of week sound effect on in just a moment and uh for those of you who've been listening and watching the last couple of episodes, I think last episode was messed up. The episode before, I think it was okay. And then it was messed up before. So I'm still working on 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 including this in. I have to do that post-production. And so if for whatever reason, like we're jamming out, but there's no uh, sound or there's like a blank spot. Or I think last week, like I was <laughs> awkwardly hilarious. reading the news part and there's no s- new sound effect. Right. Yes. Which is totally cool when I say... Uh, eBay has decided to, and I'm doing that with like the breaking news sound effect. But if I'm just doing that with no music behind it, it's like not not as cool for sure. Uh, so, so uh, anyway, back if uh, if you're if you're listening to it, the the music should be on there. Uh, but feel free to let us know if I ever forget, uh, and that that kind of explains if you're wondering what happened. I I had forgotten in the past to add it post production. Uh, so, anyways, we just it need is a now time. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Look, we do it all, man. We're resellers, we're podcasters, we're producers, social media marketers. <laughs> we're running our own ship over here. Yeah, it would be nice to have uh, somebody who actually knew what they're doing with some of these things. But here we go. No, you know what you're doing, Come on, right, hustlers. It's the freaking hustle of the week. Yeah, hustle of the week. Again, that's one of those things. Like, imagine it got silent for a while, and then you just hear Mike come back in, going, "Yeah." <laughs> for no reason uh anyways hustle of the week with the music uh so uh our first hustle of the week comes from let me pull it up uh lance so on instagram his instagram handle is uh ammo short cells ammo ammo short cells ammo ammo short cells i sometimes i feel like when i read uh the uh, we talked about the sport but like handles it's like it's like uh, license plates. Not always, but sometimes like you got to figure out like where the words are. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, Lance found a typewriter at his local uh, discreet industries desert desert desert. Okay, typo. Uh, desert industries uh, went uh, on a whim one day and reopened after having some remodeling done. Uh, probably wouldn't have gone in or checked if they were open. Um, if my wife hadn't sent me a message saying they were packed, so. Me and my son head over there and start browsing the packed aisles and shelves. After finding a few tailor-made golf club covers, uh, we head for the electronics where I spotted this typewriter. I grabbed it to do a quick search of eBay, not knowing how, uh, not knowing much about them, other than that uh, I had heard, probably on your podcast, that some of them were valuable. A quick search found I could at least four times my money spent, so I purchased for $25 and headed home. This is where your mantra of research paid off. I started looking over the typewriter more and plugging in more keywords to find better comps when I noticed uh, that the typewriter did cursive script and all of the comps for those were 200 plus, if not more. So I took all the pictures and listed it high. After about two months of lots of views and me sending out offers just about weekly, sometimes several times a week, um, even offering someone 225 ones, a buyer sent me an offer of 290 and I jumped all over it. Heck yeah. So $25 to $290 for a typewriter. And here's the bolo part of it. Um, cursive. Man, looking for looking for the cursive typewriters that add some value to 
uh, the typewriter. Lance, what an amazing, what amazing find. And I love the fact that we have talked about typewriters on the podcast uh, and just that research, research paid off and you were able to turn $25 into 290. Love it. Fantastic. So let me, let me give you the name of it. It wasn't in there. It's the Olivetti Underwood Lettera 32 by Iowa Business Machines. I don't even heard of that, you know? Usually you hear like Corona or something like that. You yeah. Know? So yeah, Olivetti Underwood. All right, nice work there, Lance. Appreciate you sharing with us. All right, so uh, this next one uh, comes from Picking Poppies 1029 from the Discord. Uh, she said, today I was picking up auction items in a town about an hour away from where I live in Charleston. Uh, antique stores around Charleston are money, and I rarely find items I can resell. I decided to take my chances and checked out antique stores in, in the town. The prices were so good, and one booth had 50% off all jewelry. Turns out I found a very rare 1950s or 60s voucher bird of paradise brooch uh, for $60. Man, I got to tell you, I don't know if I would even have moved on that, you know, 60 bucks, right? There is one on auction with the bid currently at $900. I posted the brooch with a $300 start at auction and received six offers quickly for up to $500, sold for $770 plus shipping. Wow, that is... Yeah, there's there's two things that play here. Number one, I don't go to antique stores like ever. Like I always f feel like when you go in there, you're going to get ripped off every time, mm. right? Because there's people who know what they're selling. And number two, so you had the eye for that. And number two, like you started your auction high after paying $60, you started at 300 and it got up to 770. Like that's pretty awesome. So, you know, we, we always say we, most of the time we never do auctions, but there is a place for auctions, especially when it's something uh, that is rare, hard to come by. So nice work there. Uh, picking poppies 1029 from the discord. Very good. All right. Our next one comes from discord also. Uh, so Elsinore picker uh, from the discord went to a yard sale and picked up a trumpet for $5. Nice. Sold in about 12 hours. It was a CG Con 6D double French horn circa 1935. Wow, that's a classic for $480 plus shipping. So $5 to $480 plus shipping. Man, that is that's a good sell right there. I mean, you never know, like especially with some of those instruments, it's always worth looking up because uh, you never know what's going to be like uh, uh, something somebody had in their high school and it was just like a cheapie that's, you know, Unless you know about instruments, you're not going to know how to even test it if it works. But if something is that old, it's from the, the, the 30s, might be worth looking up, man. That's a that's a killer deal. No, I agree. I agree. Hey, hey and by the way, if you guys are wondering what we mean by Discord, uh, we do have a Discord uh, that you can join by supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash podcast or go to the link below. For $5.55 a month, you can help support the podcast. And what that does is it allows you to jump in on the Discord, join a community of resellers who are serious about reselling. And I got to tell you, everybody's on point, always offering information from all kinds of sellers. So really appreciate that. All right. What is your, do you, you have a hustle of the week, Mike? Yeah, I mean it's not a huge one. Um, actually, my my eBay's been doing really good with some like bread and butter items oh, over awesome. this last couple of weeks. So we'll talk more about that on our next update episode. Uh, but this one is kind of interesting. So um, comes with maybe a little bit of a story. Maybe I'll save the story part for our update episode as well. But uh, anyways, my wife used to work for uh, a company that would do trade shows. For I mean, think of something like uh, Home Depot, that type of thing. Where uh, but it's specifically selling items to like 
hospitals or to uh, hotels, that type of stuff. So there would be trade shows and different companies would come in and set up booths. They'd advertise the products they had and, and owners of hotels and stuff like that would come through. Uh, well, a lot of those booths at the end of the the expo, they get those stuff shipped to them. Like so the, the stores will send the stuff to display um, and they'll send them on pallets, but the, they don't want to pay to have that stuff shipped back. So a lot of times those things like at the end of the expo, it's just given away. Uh, so my wife was at an expo one time, was able to like fill up a suitcase with a bunch of stuff they were just giving away at the end. Uh, and we've been selling those things throughout the year. So anyways, this mm. was kind of a small sell, but she picked up a bunch of um, they're these they're called clean remotes. So if you ever go to certain hotel rooms, you'll notice that uh, they have remotes that are like basically disposable remotes. So they're almost kind of like one time use remotes, or at least they seem that way, which I don't think most hotels are actually throwing them away or they have covers they'll put on them. Uh, but they're called clean remotes. And um, I I think a lot of hotels, especially the smaller ones, aren't using them as like one time use remotes that they, they use them for a long period of time. But then they can replace them out. And it's not like the actual like Samsung remote or direct TV remote. There's specific like universal remotes for hotels and we've been selling these for the last couple of years now and we just sold like a one pack i forgot about them it's been a while since we sold some and it was like a 20 plus dollar sale from something that was free right and that that's where like the hustle part comes in is my wife thought like hey i've got some room in my my suitcase i know these things are selling on ebay so we're literally giving these out and throwing them away might as well just throw some in the uh in the suitcase and and it's been it's been nice there you go. Hey, so bread small and butter, sell, but but from but free still, to twenty, you yeah. know, I'll take and, it. And 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 you know, if you, multiple times. I mean, it's good. So, so mine is uh, it's uh, you know, I had hoped that this item would have sold for a lot more. So, it's been a while. I would say I picked these up maybe four years ago, three years ago, three years ago, three years ago. Uh, I picked up a pair of Lucchese boots. Okay, and so these are Lucchese Callaway black leather cowboy boots, Royal Calf. And when I looked up the retail on these, they were about $2,000 retail. So my rule of thumb is if, if something's in excellent shape, like it's almost new, and the retail is a crazy number, I always go about 50%, right? So I, I put these, I think I put them at like 1500 So maybe 75% on this one, just because I had no one else had these listed. But the thing was with these boots, there wasn't anything really special. They were just really nice. Like their quality Lucchese is, you know, one of the top tier boots out there. And, you know, this is what you learn on eBay for for after selling for a while is that even though the retail is high, unless there's a demand for it, it doesn't matter <laughs> like your price. Like you're never going to get that top dollar that you're hoping for. And so I had these listed for three years and I never never got an offer not once never an offer never a message and i did my research they were the correct boots and so i had them at 50 percent off and i had them on sale for it was like 800 bucks or whatever and somebody finally finally sent me an offer of 400 dollars. now nice 400 isn't bad why i only paid 20 dollars for these boots so I'm I'm not mad about it. I 20x my money. I'm fine with it. And so I quickly accepted that, and it went to a good home. And somebody got a deal. I made good money. And that's something I hope everyone you listening you realize that, you know, you may want top dollar for something, but four hundred dollars is something I can turn into something. Right? Who knows? I take that four hundred. I go to a garage sale and I make one k from that. And then I turn that one k and I make another k. You know what I mean? So. 
you know, don't don't go. I'm waiting for the right buyer. I've been I was waiting three years for the right buyer. There wasn't no a right buyer except for this person. And so just think about that. So yeah, keep an eye for Lucchese boots. Don't know why, you know, there was no interest, but hey, I'm happy to turn 20 bucks into $400, even if it's three years later. So that was my hustle of the week. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. So we got some more on our wish list here. Okay. So. <laughs> ooh, ooh. All right. Let me oh. get this one. I think this okay. one's all good. Okay. All right. Um, I, so. This is like a big deal to me because I feel like companies, the app is like the most important thing, right? Like I know you do a lot of stuff on on the computer. I know a lot of sellers are, are using the, the computer for listings. I get that listing on the computer is, is very useful. Um, however, I feel like when you're sourcing, a lot of times when you're doing research, you're out doing your day-to-day things, you, you're getting and, and, and sending offers, it's all happening on the app. So you want a very user-friendly interface on the app. And one of the things that I still can't believe they haven't really like adjusted and made better is their messaging system. Now, it was, you remember when it was uh, like the old school messaging system oh, and yeah. they finally got like bubbles and it was like, yeah, like wow, like that changes, yeah. like just the interface of that, like changes everything. Um, but even still, like the fact that it's really difficult to like search, like, like even on like the, the features that are available on Gmail. On Gmail, I can type in, if I'm looking for new homeowner's insurance or, or I, I was working with homeowner's insurance, I could type in State Farm and it's going to send anything that either State Farm sent to me or that mentioned State Farm in it or whatever, right? It, it should be that easy on, on eBay with items. It's like, wait, that item sold or uh, somebody mentioned refund. You should be able to type in refund and get all the ones where people said, I want a refund, right? Like you should be able to search. You should be able to list. You should be able to organize. Like you should be able to have files where you can say like, upset customers and you could put those things in there customer resolved issues and that way you can find things a little bit easier maybe mm-hmm. like potential um like uh potential future customers like somebody who's like if, if you're selling lots of a certain type of item they had a good response then you could like message them like hey i got some more of these in stock so there should be ways of organizing of searching and i i get that you can't just copy and paste what google gmail is doing but at the same time, it's like everything has this, right? Like every every messaging system, Discord, all of these things have some way of searching and organizing. And I just feel like the the messaging system on on eBay is, is still it's not there yet, you know? Yeah, it's an interesting thing too because it's supposed to be between you and buyers, right? But I get every message, right? You know, my payouts. I get a message about eBay Open. I get a message yep. about. Uh, you know, this offer, the offer expired message that one, I don't understand. Somebody help me in the comments why we get offer expired. I, I don't, I don't like, is that supposed to go? So, I mean, I can't take any action on that. What action am I supposed to take on? Right, am I supposed to send another offer? But I can't. Am I supposed to lower my price? Cause the offer expired? I, I don't know. So you get every single thing in there when I think it should be something that, like you said, like it should be like a text message, right? When I go to my text messages, you know, for example, uh, you know, my kids' medical insurance, you know, sometimes I'll go and they're like, what's the medical record number? And I'm like, I don't know what it is. But if I go in my text uh, and I type in medical record number, because at some point, I, I, I don't know if I their mom messaged me it or whatever it is, I'm able to find it real quick, right? And it'd be great. I, I get sometimes, you know, buyers that buy stuff from me and they're like, hey, if you ever come across this, it would be great. Uh, you know, just let me know. And it'd be, it'd be great if I, I remember this person that 
always wanted to buy Dr. Pepper hats for me. I'm not sure why. They were just a big collector. And I remember back, you can still do this. I would have to go to the messages on the desktop and type in Dr. Pepper. And sometimes they weren't there anymore because it took too much. You know, it was like a year ago. But it would just be nice to be able to search and contact that guy and say, hey, by the way, I came across another Dr. Pepper hat. If you're interested, here's a listing you can buy. Right. So and I know they're working on stuff, but, you know, even prioritizing sometimes messages, if you could do that. Right. Or if you could tag them somehow, you know how you could do with emails. I mean, just just something. But I'm just grateful for the way it is now, because before, man, it was crazy before, you know, and it's nice. Have you seen the uh, the ability you can send off or somebody messages you is now on the app? Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a nice one. Maybe it's been there for like two years and I just noticed in the last few months, but I think it was great. All right. So this one is a tricky one and I'm not sure why eBay uh, ended the access to this. So there was a time where you could go to like a website, flip, flippertools.com and you could find out how much an item that sold for best offer actually sold for. Now, you may be able to do this on Terapeak. I'll be honest. I haven't researched that yet. But it it would be nice because now you have no idea, right? You could search comps. And let's say you're looking for something unique and there's five solds, but all of them have the line through it. And it doesn't tell you how much it actually sold for. Like, it would be really nice to have access to that. And I can see both sides. I can see the one side eBay doesn't want people to know because maybe... They want people to think it actually went for the you know great price and not that much because I've seen people on on YouTube go oh this said best offer you know it was a hundred they probably sold this for ninety and I'm like uh, yeah do you know how best offer works like I've sold things sometimes that are a hundred for sixty bucks sometimes for fifty five you know depending how slow things are and and so it would be nice so you can kind of really gauge where the market is on items because if all you have is best offer of line through it you really don't know where where to list an item at right and so maybe there's a workaround maybe it's worth point maybe uh it's a therapy but it would just be nice if somehow we could get access uh and, and maybe it's something that only you know if you don't want you know buyers to find out maybe only on the seller side of the app you can find out how much? I don't know. Just something to think about. Maybe I'm asking for too much. I don't know. So th- there's just that one. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and I think you nailed it. I think it's one of those things where it it makes people, it looks better, right? Um, and then also maybe it's private. Um, it, it might be one of those things where they don't want people to know what the final value that they paid for it is. I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, th- that would be nice to know because yeah, there's a lot of times where the only comps that are available are little line through it and you're like wait what was that you know so uh, it it would be nice to know for sure um so the next one that i think would be really helpful for us as sellers to have um and even for buyers as well and i'm a little leery on this one we we kind of added this on there and there's i think there's pros and cons to it uh but you know how if you're like on offer up they have like the the people have almost like ratings it's like this person Mm -hmm. usually responds within 15 minutes or uh, this person is on time. Like, and so there's like that, not just like a rating, like how many stars they have, uh, but also there's some like actual data, some hard data there that, that that can be helpful. If I'm like sending to somebody or somebody sends something to me and I see like, hey, they have a response time of two weeks. Yeah, I'm probably not even going to be yeah. dealing with making an offer on this. It's been up for two months. It's They're not an active seller versus this person responds within five minutes. It's like, okay, this is a person who's like motivated to sell items. Uh, so what if there was something like that on eBay where 
we as sellers could see a buyer um, and it says this buyer uh, tends to pay within, you know, 30 minutes or something like that. That might be really helpful whether or not I'm going to accept an offer. Now, of course, it would just be better if uh, if it was instant payment. Well, we were leaving that towards the end. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll... <laughs> uh, but but uh, you know what I mean, though? Like, those are the types of things where it'd be nice to know. Um, if they're not going to give us that, then at least let us know. If they send an offer to me, is this a person? I mean, you can kind of tell like, hey, this person has got a bunch of items uh, or a bunch of reviews. They've got 300 reviews. They're probably going to pay if they sent me an offer versus somebody who has 12. I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe not. So, but it would be helpful just to know like this person does within this or even shipment, right? It would be nice for a buyer that might give them a little bit of, uh, of some like security or trust in the seller or just like more motivation to buy from a seller. If they see like this person usually ships within six hours. Mm -hmm. Well, if you've got same day shipping, like it, that doesn't matter, but just the, the, the buyer seeing that might be like, Oh, that's great. Like I'm going to, I'm going to pick this person. So just having those things just could be other ways to like help you get more customers and or if you're the seller part of it to see is this a person I really want as my customer. Yeah, I think it'd be great. I mean, I know a lot of sellers would be opposed to this because then they would feel the pressure. But I think I think it'd give the ability to of of sellers that really are on top of things to get an advantage. Right. And so, you know, like you said, like on offer up, right? On offer up, if I want to buy something, if I see somebody that says responds in three days, Eh, I don't know if I'm going to message them, but if somebody says, Hey, I'll get back to, you know, gets back to people in two minutes, like I'm going to message them. What about buyers? You know, if, if a buyer is really motivated to buy something and they look and the response times, right. They, they can choose this person that maybe it's $5 cheaper, but they take about a day to respond or they can go to this person that's, you know, $5 more, but they'll get back to you within seconds that could help you gain that sale. And so I don't know. I think it, it'd be good. Maybe I don't know what I'm asking for. Maybe I'm asking for trouble uh, by, by asking for this. But I don't, I don't think it would hurt. I, I really appreciate it on, on OfferUp. I, I do love it. I think it also separates me from the crowd when people see that, hey, I respond right away. Right? Because I, I do think, you know, people's time is valuable. Right? And, and I, you know, I, I'm a big believer. I can't stand it when buyers, you know, you know, they, they send me, they send me a message. They want answers, right? I go out of answers, right? I go out of my way to answer them. And then it's like crickets. And it's like, why, why, you know, the, the worst ones are the ones that are like, Hey, can you go and measure the toe to heel on this boot? Or can you, you know, can you see how this, you know, looks next to this item here or whatever it is. And it's like, you go out of your way and you make it happen. And then they never get back to you. It would be nice if if I got a message that says this buyer responds to messages in one or two days. Then you could be like, yeah, okay, I'll take my time with this one. Anyways, yeah. I don't know, let us. Hey, for each of these that we've shared on this podcast, let us know in the comments your thoughts, and you also add yours. Also add yours. It'd be great. I know eBay goes through comments sometimes. They look at stuff. It would really be helpful uh, if you did that. Okay, the last one here is not the elephant in the room. It's the mammoth in the room. It's multiple mammoths inside a very tiny home of a room. And it would be beautiful. It would be incredible if by the time the eBay open comes around, because this was announced by the CEO of eBay at the last eBay open, that unpaid items is something that would be resolved. 
Now, I'm sure it was a political thing. I should I'm gonna pull up that video and make like a remix of it. Uh because I think <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure he didn't say it would be fixed, but he would say we're working on it, right? Because no 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 good sound politician would say we're gonna get it done uh unless they're on the campaign trail. So unpaid items. We're getting there. We're getting there. Don't get me wrong. I like the little green check mark that I get that says the you know the buyer will be charged once you accept this. But even then, it doesn't happen right away. It's like forty five minutes. Sometimes it could be three hours later, and I'll get that payment that comes through. But that but the green check mark gives me peace, knowing okay, I'm not wasting my time with this buyer. But it would it would be nice. It would be nice. Uh, where where, where are you on this? <laughs> Do I even need to ask? No, I mean. It's one of those things that I feel like I was less concerned about a couple of months ago uh, mm. because my eBay was kind of just kind of slowed down a little bit. I was doing a little bit more local deals. Uh, I kind of had my eBay on, on hold a little bit. And so but now that I'm kind of getting eBay rolling again, it is amazing how many how many offers I accept and people don't pay. I mean, I had one guy accepted his offer yesterday. It was a counter offer. I sent an offer. He responded with an offer. I accepted it almost immediately. Then it's crickets, crickets, crickets. And then the next morning I wake up and I got a message that he sent in the middle of the night. It was like, I'm going to send funds or I'm going to send payment. I promise. I'm just waiting for funds to come in. And this is like an $18 sell, right? Yeah. Like this isn't like a $400 sell. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like this seems like a potential problem. And I've had like several like that where I, it's like they just, they ghost you. And the hard part is right now because my stuff is so unorganized. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff still in totes that I have like, from my move, when I get an offer from somebody, I don't accept the offer until I go and make sure I know where it's at. Yep. It's just like, I want to make sure like I know where it is because I don't want to accept an offer and then spend forever looking for it and realize like maybe this is one of those items that didn't make it the trip for some reason, right? I'm going to cancel this. I'd rather just not accept the offer and pull the item down or something. A lot of the stuff is like, oh, I know where that is. But occasionally it's like, I haven't, did I see that? I don't know. I want to go check first. And so when I spend the time out in a hot shed looking for the item and I'm like, oh, here it is. I pull it, I bring it in so it's ready to be packed up. I accept the offer and then it's an unpaid item. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other day, the other day, I know now we're going to go rant session, okay, for like two minutes. But the other day, somebody somebody sent an offer for a vacuum. It was a great offer. I accepted. And I go and I took apart the vacuum. I bubble wrapped it. I packed it all together. I put it in the box. It's all sealed. But I never paid. So I spent my an hour of that day. Now, did I save an hour later on? Sure. But that day, I had other things I, I needed to take care of instead of wasting my time packing something at that moment. Or how many times, you know, have I had it where, you know, there's something that's huge that I need to pack and the buyer doesn't pay right away. And then I, I got to go run an errand. I got to go pick up one of my kids or I have to go take care of something. And... You know, they pay like at 445 and the post office closes at five and I'm supposed to ship same day. Right. Uh, and, and they they actually, you know, my cutoff time is 1 p.m., but I accept the offer at 1230. So somehow I still need to ship it out on time, even though they technically paid after my cutoff time. But it doesn't count that way because the sale happened before that. And so the, it's going to be late shipping. It doesn't matter. So it's just uber frustrating. It's, uh, you know, to me, 
it's just a simple fix. Somebody, some people on Discord have mentioned, like, or even on Instagram, how when when I go by, this has happened to me. When I've sent an offer, I've been told to put my payment information ahead of time. So why does that work for some people and some people don't? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But this is an easy one, eBay. This is an easy one. Everybody in the industry does this. It doesn't seem too hard. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we could send offers. I'm grateful that we can accept offers. I'm grateful for all the things. But, you know, hopefully this episode brought a lot of things that I think would make eBay better. And it would make eBay better on the business side. It would make it better for sellers. And, you know, we'd be all one happy family. With that being said, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Late. Peace.